takes 31 <laughs> iron to make an anvil in Minecraft. Okay. We now we're all synced. Awesome. Are you, st you better not be playing Minecraft again. I'm not playing Minecraft. I don't believe you. He does this thing every time we record. He's like doing something else normally. And you'll see here sometimes um, in the background, just like some very quiet key clacks and you'll be playing Minecraft. Full His. transparency. <laughs> I think it was like two recording sessions ago. Like when I wasn't talking, I was like literally on the bench doing, <laughs> doing like oh thighs. <laughs> what? Dude. That's hype. Wait, that's hype. Because <laughs> I didn't work out in time, the morning. Just... <laughs> it's, it's never a bad time to do flies. It's always grind time with Marco. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh. welcome to the Rat One Podcast. Uh, and today, we have a guest. Would you like to intro introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Laird Craft. I go by the Wobblefet online. Um, I do a lot of mechanics research, um, which is very fun and very rewarding. I, uh, I love working with mechanics on Showdown, especially. Um, trying to, I, I don't do a ton of implementation, but I do a lot of uh, bug report management. So if stuff goes wrong on Showdown, Usually, I'm going to be the one getting it to the devs to get it worked out. Um, mm. in, I'm also a VGC player. Um, I've been playing since 2013. Uh, I've got a few regional and national top cuts under my belt. Um, as well, I, the most recent uh, Players' Cup, I guess not the most recent because there's the, the Champion Players' Cup, but in Players' Cup 4, um, made it to the global finals of that tournament. So I've got experience um, in VGC play as well, and I'm happy to be on the podcast today. Yeah, He's thank you for coming also on. probably my favorite VGC channel, unironically. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah, your it, I don't know, really like, like, Leonard, I know we just got you on the channel, and this is probably, I don't know, we've DM before, like, small things here and there, but I've never actually straight up told you, I think your content is probably, like, the only content that when I get a notification, I go, oh, hey, a video, I'm gonna watch it right now. I think, <laughs> um, one, one, uh, advantage I have with that is my, uh, YouTubing skills are pretty intermittent. Uh, so whenever I post a video, uh, maybe you're a little bit more happy to see it as, as opposed to somebody who yeah. makes uh, daily content. Um, like, daily content grind is great. Um, but uh, if, you're, if you want to actually grow your channel, you should do daily content. But for me, I just do YouTube for fun. So I, I hope that shows in my videos. Yeah. And it's all like really novel concepts. And it's like, I don't know. Like it's, it's just stuff that you don't know. Like most of the average player. Mm -hmm won't know about like these nitpicks and like mechanics and stuff i i think you had like an entire like 20 minute video just about timer mm -hmm. and that was like 2017 uh or maybe 2018 i remember i was like at my school's dining center eating and watching that but yeah, yeah. like I, what would you Core say memory. is like your favorite video where you're like people don't know anything about this i need to tell the masses oh gosh my favorite um oh i didn't think about that one um like this one of probably. my one of my favorites is probably not unfortunately relevant anymore but uh, my video on skydrop um i oh. thought that was oh, really no. <laughs> i thought that was a really comprehensive video and had a lot of really cool stuff in it um i was pretty happy with my uh dynamax video that i put out for this generation uh that was that was also one that i put a good deal of effort into but definitely skydrop's my favorite um but yeah skydrop is is gone I'm gonna, I'm, gonna have to, so much. I'm gonna have to watch that personally then, because coming from a uh, like 
Generation 7, 6 oh. uh, singles player into Generation 8 VGC player, I have no idea how Skydrop works, like, even remotely. It, it is one of the coolest moves, in my opinion, but you never know true fear until you're, like, sitting there at the table, you got your hand on your head, you're leaning over your DS, and you think, how much does Lunala weigh? Yeah, a good way to describe yeah. how Skydrop's used in VGC is quash but extreme. Yeah, it's, oh, I think it's the like, other way around. I think it's more like fake out. It's like it's like a reusable fake out. I mean, it's it, it's a worse fake out, but it's it's <laughs> it's like fake out because you can stop the opponent from moving. Yeah, well, it, I, it I, is. I, it was great for Trick Room. Well, I think right. the reason I compare it to Quash is literally, yeah, like it can interrupt a turn and stop them from moving altogether. But I always think about it as more like, look, you and I aren't doing anything for the rest of this turn with these two <laughs> Pokemon because I need to get something done with this Pokemon. That's true. <laughs> it's too. my turn now. So my question is how it works with speed. I, like, I, I'll ask this later on, maybe, but like real quick, just tell me if I'm right or wrong. If it's a slower Pokemon and you're getting sky dropped. You pick up at the end of the turn after they've moved, mm -hmm. so they still get their yep. move off. On the next turn, they don't get their move off, and then they, they come don't get back their down. move off. That's yeah. right. It's Unless... like it's like how if you fly when you're slower, you'll come down the next turn. Um, well, you come down like last the next that turn. Is, that is weird. Like, he, okay. you, here's here's one that I always forget that I always forgot. I guess in 2018 uh, that I know Leonard, you probably know this by heart, so that's why I'm asking you right now. Trick room final turn. You sky drop the Pokemon that goes like before you, right? So you sky drop second. When you fall first the next turn, do they still get to move, or is there like another interaction with that? It depends on the speed of each Pokemon. So if you uh, sky drop them first in Trick Room, uh, and then Trick Room ends, um, unless it's like a speed tie or something, then they're gonna fail to move again the next turn. So their turn will be affected. Yeah. Skip. You'll <laughs> do some damage with Sky Drop, and then your other Pokemon can attack again so um, i believe fly works the same way yeah it would be that, it would be very similar as with any two-turn move like fly um or mm -hmm. anything else wait That's i so did cool. that wait a minute i did that in a tournament i felt big brain as hell one time <laughs> i was using <laughs> it was phantom force dragapult next to trick room dusclops and i was like wait i'm, I'm the fastest thing here uh, i'm phantom forcing yeah, on yeah. my turn no one's touching me and then on the next turn, I'm Phantom Forcing last, so I'm gone for like a whole <laughs> turn and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to just dip out of the just dip out with moves like that. That's that's why I miss like Sky Drop and stuff because it it was a very it, it was a very technical move. So I mean, I guess that explains why you covered it. And honestly, I think I remember watching your video after um, I couldn't like like I had it in my head. Like, I couldn't figure out how the move worked, and then I think I watched that. And then, like, read the Bulbapedia description a million times. Was like, okay, now I get it. Dude, I learned something new about a move recently, and it just broke me as like a player. I'm like, why would they apply this mechanic to this move? This is the like, this is like the worst dragon move ever. Apparently, I learned this the other day, and oh. I like, made a tweet about Dragon Rush mm -hmm. has the same effect as Heavy Slam with minimized Pokemon. And I'm yeah. like, why do you make it miss then? Like, <laughs> it's it's so situational. It's like never the best dragon move. It's a silly dragon move. Just use gravity. <laughs> okay. If you want to know uh, another fun mechanic with minimize, um, did you know that if you had used minimize and then you dynamaxed, that like has used minimized little uh, status, if you will, goes away. So if you um, if you dynamaxed um, like a Chansey or something, which would be dumb, but you could. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then after it gets out of dynamax, if you use like heavy slam or like you said, dragon rush into it, 
then it won't have the guaranteed sure hit accuracy on it, and it won't have the double damage on it either. So it's a cheesy way of dodging that if you're a Chansey player. Which Does I it like completely <laughs> remove it uh, even after the Dynamax, or is yes. it just for the Dynamax turns? It removes it after the Dynamax as well. That's that crazy. So I mean, I guess like, you do become unsmall. Okay, it's cool that that exists. My question is, like, why? This game is so, like, it, has so, much, it has so much depth to it. I think to the point where there are some decisions and like that kind of thing that it's just like a okay when is that ever gonna happen <laughs> whose whose idea was this? you're just dynamaxing a chancy <laughs> it's it's gonna happen I in my epic fought... showdown salt compilation video dude uh, I have fought a, a I've fought at least two dynamaxed blissies it was an experience wait really um yeah I mean dynamax blissey is a little bit more understandable not like obviously like you know blissey dynamax bad but like it's it's more understandable than chancy because it at least has an offensive stat me when i yeah, want to have yeah. 1000 hp <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to ask the because we're talking about all of these like weird mechanics how did you get into like researching all these deep mechanics like i assume you're interested in it because you make youtube content about it and you work for showdown on that stuff so like how did did like you see something and it got you interested or like how did that happen a couple things I'd say. Um, when I first started VGC play, this is back in Generation 5, um, and I was very focused at the time on EV spreads. Um, this was something mm. that I found very fascinating. Just the uh, optimizing numbers with it was very fun for me. Um, I also, around that time in Generation 5, um, if you remember then, uh, RNG manipulation was a big thing too. Um, ah, so, yeah. for example, um, breeding... Um, or catching legendaries. Um, that was very important for having a good VGC team back then because it's not like nowadays where you can just battle cap your mons or um, mint it, mint or just yeah. pack them in directly. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, uh, there, yeah. there's there's nothing like that that's that was available back then that was reliable yeah. and consistent. God bless quality of life. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so some of those folks that were involved in those EV spread stuff, um, and with the RNG stuff. We're also involved in battle mechanic stuff. Uh, a couple people that come to mind are Kafotix and Omega Donut. Um, mm -hmm. If you remember, there was a tool uh, back in the day, way back in the day, called PokeCheck. Um, and it was uh, good. It was a blessing and a curse for some things. Um, you could use it to view battle videos online. So you didn't actually have to boot out your DS to look at a oh. battle video. Wait, you could actually awesome. load it You could load it up, and um, it would look like a showdown replay. Um, and then you could, you could watch the battle that way. It was really cool. Um, and so that kind of stuff um, got me involved in mechanics. Um, also, as I started to practice more on Showdown, um, I, I just, I mean, you, especially back in Generation 6 and before, double support <laughs> was very poor. Um, so if there was a mechanic that was buggy in VGC, good luck getting that fixed. Uh, if it's an <laughs> OU, oh, that's, that's fine. Oh, yeah, fine. That, that'll yeah. get... That'll get patched in a, in a flash, no problem there. But for VGC stuff, it was just a nightmare trying to, you know, if, if you're practicing on Showdown. So I sort of just kind of learned as I went. Um, and uh, in culmination with EV spread stuff, um, I started looking into the damage formula. And the damage mm -hmm. formula has a ton of mechanics in it. It's just, it's just f chock full. Uh, you can't understand the damage formula without understanding a ton of mechanics in the game. And mm. even still today, we're learning new things about the damage formula. Uh, we learned just recently, probably one of the most recent discoveries we had about it, was that um, a Pokemon's damage can depend, 
based on the speed of the Pokemon involved. Um, that's that's uh, a really niche one. Um, it's not implemented anywhere, as far as I know. It, not on Showdown, not in the damage calculators. Um, so not basically, implemented anywhere. So basically, so like, he gets way more broken than it already is. Got you, got you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so what you're telling me is our damage calculators have an issue. Oh, oh our damage no. calculators have lots of issues, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. Showdown's uh, damage calculator also has lots of issues. Partially, this is just because the way to actually implement it correctly would be like, massively difficult um but and also there's like probably me and a couple other researchers that can even like adequately describe it um <laughs> much less people that implement it um it, it's complex stuff um we we learned a ton from when um a leak of ultra sun and ultra moon happened um this was around the time of the crown tundra dlc the source mm. code of pokemon ultra sun and ultra moon was leaked um and um <laughs> When that was leaked, that's a huge deal because we went through um, a ton of discoveries have been made um, just through that uh, source code leak. Uh, oh. Things related to the damage formula being one. Um, another popular one that was discovered was the uh, toxic sure hit glitch, where if you use toxic with a poison type, um, you could actually all of your moves would be set to sure hit accuracy. So by oh, combining it with, with things like instructor magic bounce, you could do uh, a toxic to horn drill combination attack with Neo King and Ooh. get free Okos, which was funny. Not, not very good, but it was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so um, that that source code leak has been a huge source of information, and there's so much to be dealt through with that, um, and it's very complicated to go through because you have to you have to kind of have an understanding of mechanics. You have to have an understanding of coding. You have to have an understanding of Japanese because it's, it's all in Japanese. By, yeah, it's all in yeah. Japanese. So <laughs> it's really hard to put all those things together. And there's not any one person that I know that is really strong in all of those areas. Like, um, I've got some coding knowledge and I um, am really good at mechanics, but I don't know jack squat about Japanese. So if Google Translate can't help me, I'm out. <laughs> so yes. what we need is a Japanese mathematician who knows Python. Yes. <laughs> there you go. If only the games were written in Python, that'd make it a little bit easier. Oh, yeah. What, what, are, what are they written in? I honestly They're written don't know. in uh, C++. Oh, that makes sense. That's oh, like standard okay. for video games, isn't it? I couldn't yeah. say, um, but I do know the code that they've been using for the battle engine, at least, has been around since black and white. So, Because uh, um, I was actually, I'm, I'm graduating this year with my physics degree, and one of the jobs I can apply for is actually at Rockstar Games, but I have to learn C++. Oh, Dang. have fun. Because they, they need some of the code physics engines for them. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick, um, actually. Yeah, no, I can just be like, hey guys, here's a little Easter egg. Um... I, I I don't know. I, if you press this button in GTA 27 Scrimble Blimble Edition, it activates Tailwind <laughs> on your car for three what? turns. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be driving around the trick room, bro. Girl, great. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, oh, oh, under uh, two two really quick questions. Um, and one of these is like a very I feel like something that people didn't appreciate back in the day, but I had bookmarked, and I think I still have bookmarked. In Sun and Moon, or Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I forget which one, you and I think Kephotics or Omega, no, it was Omega Donut, made a battle code that would turn off the music in the game, but oh. keep the battle noises. How yes. the hell did you do that? Oh, that's a good question. So um, Omega Donut may have done this manually, um, but I am not so smart. So I uh, used another tool to use it. There is a, a battle video editor tool out there. Um, and you could use it to set the music, and there's like a whole bunch of different options. You could also use it to set the different backgrounds. 
Um, you could, um, I actually messed around a little bit, just a teeny tiny bit with um, battle video editing um, in Gen 7. Uh, it's really fun. I took some of my uh, tournament games, uh, tweaked the RNG seed, and just kind of watched the battle collapse <laughs> because um, <laughs> the, the game just kind of freaked out and just like, what do I do now? Um, yeah, when, when you have, uh, yeah, that, that was fun. But yeah, it was basically just a simple, um, the ba battle videos are, uh, we just know where the offset is in the code for a battle video for the music value. We just set that value to be um, the battle, the value for no music. Um, why ah. it persists afterwards, I couldn't actually tell you. Um, I, I'm going to guess it's because like the no music is kind of just interrupting other stuff. It yeah. just says like, oh, okay, this is supposed to be some sort of default value. So rather than returning to the overworld music, it's just like, uh, I guess that's not supposed to be any music here. So I'm not going to play anything. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's, that's just wacky. Like I, I thought it was the coolest because as a content creator, like, oh, hey, now I can add my music to the background. Yes. And then in Gen, in Gen 8, uh, I remember I was like, ah, crap, there's no battle video. How am I going to turn down the music? Oh, there it is. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's setting setting where it should be. God. Yeah, it's crazy that that wasn't. That's like standard for every video game ever. Like you can turn off the music, uh, and they just didn't have it in Pokemon for some reason. Uh, and I guess the second question is, uh, since you help out with Showdown VGC stuff, uh, do you have any definitive answer from like the Showdown crew as to why the Gen Eight timer hasn't been implemented into? Like the showdown battles? Yes, and it's the same reason why we haven't had timer, for example, in uh, any of the Gen 6 formats or Gen 5, um, because it would be too difficult to research move animation timing. Um, when you, uh. Uh, so oh. on cart, when you, when you use a particular attack, it's going to take a certain amount of time. The move animations aren't constant. Mm -hmm. um, so the move animation for Spatial Rend will be different than the move animation for Max Flare, which will be different than the move animation for Substitute. Um, and Along these, with like and, grassy terrain and stuff. Yeah, and these animation timings are going to vary drastically. Um, yeah, so I mean, we would have to, uh, in a whole bunch of different situations, research like every single move in the game. And like I say, in different situations, uh, like for example, a good one is with some, some moves um, will take a little bit longer while substitute is up because you have to um, move out of the substitute the, mm -hmm. and then uh, come back. Um, so. So there's some stuff there. It would just be a, a nightmare to try to do all that kind of research. Um, You'd have to like I, attach extra data to every single move, and then on top of that, conditionally stuff like like what you're saying, like substitute, exactly. like, like all that. So I it's, even think about so that. it's it's not a technical issue; it's a logistical issue. Correct. Yes. If we did have the duration of all move animations. Um, then we we could. I do mean, it. so hey, if someone out there want to compile that, hey, be my guest. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's it's not just the duration of all move animations; it's the duration of all move animations in these different, um, uh, in these different situations. Yeah. You also have to account for things like abilities, um, or items. How long those take to activate? How long it takes for a Pokemon to heal? Um, the percentage of HP that it that it heals. Uh, like how fast does it go up or down? Um, and those sorts of things. Are are just really too hard. Like it's just it's just too hard to mm -hmm. to like that. That would just be a, such a monumental task um, for me to do it. I would anticipate that taking like probably three quarters of a year, um, if not yeah, more, just to do the research year. for it. 
So, um, so, so basically, at everyone calling Showdown devs lazy or whatever the hell because they don't have X feature that you want. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could just put a slap a twenty minute timer on there altogether, but then all you're gonna do is just disable animations because yeah. Yeah. on Showdown you can just turn animations off completely. Uh, and Dear so the Showdown devs, why can't I customize my character? <laughs> just dumb <laughs> questions. So, um, no, I can, I can actually tell you the reason for that one, too, um, because oh. otherwise people would just uh, throw porn on their... No! Oh, this is true. No. Um, that is a good is point. True. But anyway. What were you going to uh, say, Mercury? Um, so, I've always wondered this. I don't know if this is because I'm out of the loop or something, or it's because we haven't spoken at all. Um, what is actually the the origin of your username, the Wobblefet? Like, I've... I've never really. Oh, if it wobbles, duh. Like, <laughs> like obviously it's like it's a, it's, oh, wobble wow. it's, a wo it's like a wobble fit, yeah, right. But is there anything yeah. else behind it? So yeah, I I do have a bit of a story behind this one. So um, in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, uh, Blue Mystery Dungeon, actually, <laughs> um, there was a a little piece of mail that you could receive, and it was like a bunch of alliteration on wobbly wobbuffet wanders. It's a whole bunch of W's, uh, and I thought I thought it was hilarious. And so I, when I needed to pick a uh, username for online stuff, I was like, I'm gonna be the Wobblefet, and I had two B's in there at the time. Um, mm. But I signed up for Flipnote Studio on the Nintendo DSi, <laughs> and Flipnote Studio only allowed ten character usernames, so I had to drop one of the B's. So I the Wobblefet with that, uh, and so my my uh, headcanon for the Wobblefet is, um, it's got uh, a third arm. Um, the thing you kind of see around all of its um, coming out of its oh, head is actually supposed, I to, be it was supposed to be. So I always thought so. it was like a little hair flip. Yeah, that's what like I, I always imagined. Yeah, that, no, that, like that's what your hairstyle is or something. But I like it, that as a third arm. <laughs> yep, it's an arm. It comes out of the the back of its head. It doesn't really do too much because you can't really use it to grab anything. But mm -hmm. oh, um, the thing on top of its head. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. You, you know, in in a lot of like psychic mythologies, when when you're enlightened, you have a third eye, but since Wobbuffet's already psychic, he just gets a third arm. That's true. <laughs> you, you, click, yeah. you click counter for three times damage, not two times. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they hands. drop a mega Wobbuffet, and it's literally just a Wobbuffet with the third arm on its head. That would be perfect, because yeah. isn't there, like, this whole thing that, oh, Wobbuffet's not actually Wobbuffet, it's the little black tail thing? Yes. And then, yep, that is Yeah, funny. and then he's, like a, he's like a, like a, like a, kind of punching bag like hey, that's, stick out that's this it. big blue thing to to hide that's secret knowledge you can't ask him that he probably know the answer <laughs> we, oh yeah we i'm would, sorry we i'm sorry just get taken it's down a... we, would, we wouldn't be able to put this up if, no, that's no, no. The... <laughs> if it's a too personal question i completely understand it's a bit um, that's my bad that's my bad <laughs> is it a medical condition is it like <laughs> no i also have a, i i also am not you know the face like i'm actually just like my pinky toe how do you the rest of me is a decoy yeah i see i see <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean i like I've, I've been trying to gaslight people into thinking i'm not like six four anymore i've been like you know what i've been <laughs> lying to you i'm five two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have photographic evidence i take <laughs> every picture like from the waist pointing up every picture i take i'm on stilts you just don't know it <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't wait to meet you in person. And then like you, you like you like walk, and I can see that your like pant leg goes up a little, and it's just wood in your shoe. <laughs> it's just stilts. Like just, I knew it. <laughs> we, me and Michael get into a physical altercation, and I push him over, and two people fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing on each other's shoulders. Little do you know, I cheat at every VGC event I go to. My left pant leg has my 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 homeboy calking in there. My right pant leg, (laughs) someone ghosting my plays. Oh my god! It's hilarious. I've never played a a Pokemon game in my life. That's that's the secret. That's that's what I I, imagine. Like the whole don't use a don't use a wireless controller like thing came from, which I think is really silly. Because I feel like it would be obvious if someone is piloting your games for you, because it would just be like someone standing like a good five feet away, holding a controller, looking at your screen. Is that really <laughs> like, a thing? Yeah, you're not allowed to have professional tournaments the because the Switch has multiple controllers, you know? It's not like a DS. Oh, right, right. So it does have said, to be wired. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, they say it has to be wired. It can't be wireless. And I always thought, like, why is that? Is it to prevent cheating? Is it to prevent, like, the controller running out of battery? I mean, it, it, the thing comes with Joy-Cons, I guess. But, like, I, I did really like the era when that was revealed before pandemic whatnot, and we still had regionals going on. Um... And I think it was Thatsa who brought a whole fight stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, his, I mean, there, it's technically, it's all, was it? Anything that's Nintendo licensed and plugs <laughs> in directly is tournament legal. So you can not only bring the fight stick, but someone did mention that technically there are a few DDR dance pads yep, that you could yep, use yep. to play the game. Oh and God. the funniest of all is the DK bongos are legal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, but to press A, you have to clap and it's super unresponsive. <laughs> How do you go up and down? Is that like a... You just press the bongos. I think there is a button on there. You're just uh, sitting th- there waiting for the turn to end and you just hear... <laughs> yeah, just it's like, let me just... <laughs> are you done slicing your moves? No. <laughs> Hold on. It's not, it's not working. <laughs> I, I think my favorite one, my favorite controller that I would probably take to a... Uh, to a or a live event is the the big slime controller the the dragon quest oh, slime. the yeah, dragon yeah. quest one um, apparently somebody, that one's like hard to hold or something yeah it's it's literally just the dragon quest slime but like flipped over and there's a controller on it mm-hmm. like with buttons and stuff i had a um person at a smash event come to come to one and <laughs> use it as like a as a bit oh really, my god it was really Dude, funny. I think the spongebob controllers are the funniest to be honest on <laughs> Yeah, like I've the really giant SpongeBob GameCube controllers that are like way oh, oversized. Yeah, yeah. Are, Speaking like, of like controllers, those, like, stick things. Ooh, Speaking of controllers, uh, back in Gen Seven, um, it may have been Gen Six as well. Uh, depending on, well, I guess not so much controllers, but depending on your model of 3DS, um, there was going to be like certain input delay that you would have. Um, so, like for example, on my new 3DS. I would be able to, like, if I just mashed A to put in my moves, I'd be able to get in in four seconds. But if I mashed A to get in my moves on my old 3DS, it'd take five seconds. So oh, new 3DS was so technically crazy. optimal. You'd already get your moves in faster for your was that, stuff. Was that, like, a hardware thing? Like, like maybe, like, the switch on the buttons, like, allowed you to press faster? Or was it more just, like, um, 
like a, a software thing like there's something going on a, in there can i take a guess and say it's because the new 3ds just loaded the game better because sunbeam ran at like 15 that. frames yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure it was just that yeah there's the new 3ds was its operating system just allowed you to press a faster yeah. the new 2ds xl was optimal for chancy oh no, I, I, no. I never tested any of of those fancy ones but that would have been that would have been a good test because that one doesn't have 3d on it so yeah actually yeah. i i i have one i i i think the new 2ds xl is actually like my favorite like console ever it's such a good design console if that was the 3ds from day one if we never had 3d it'd be so good like yeah. then but i think the 3d was literally just to market the console it's just a it's just a gimmick just like they could like, yeah hardware upgrade. and then no one used it and then nobody used it yeah i i forget where i heard this it might not even be true but apparently like pokemon didn't even want to put 3d in their games so they just kind of shoved it in last second in a couple areas in like oris and xy i wouldn't be surprised that does make a lot of sense because i remember some areas of xy it's like whoa this looks so cool oh the 3d setting doesn't work <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's definitely not necessary but i do like um the touch that it adds to like battles and stuff the the mega evolution animation looks so sick with the 3d yeah. on it Turning does. 3D on in battles was suboptimal because your freaking DS would die and chargers weren't <laughs> like, oh my God, I hated the DS era for specifically for the whole charger thing. Like Bro, now, have... like when at, at regionals, like you are literally on a charger. Mm -hmm. It's so good. I have right now a USB DS charger plugged into me. And I did that specifically so that I could hook up a power bank to my DS. This thing takes a solid 30 seconds to just turn on. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like the, the USB on. 3DS chargers are really nice. Like mm -hmm. they're just super, mm -hmm. super useful. Because if you're on the way to the tournament, you can just plug it into your car. True. Yeah. I didn't even think about doing that. I would always charge it the night before. But if you forgot, yeah, just plug it in. Yeah, no, um 100 percent hated 3DS era like live events because because of the, the charges. I have a specific memory from uh Melbourne Regionals 2018. Um I think it was me uh it was like a, a bunch of people. I think one of them was um was Luke uh Ilyu, I think that's how he pronounced his last name. The guy who got uh I think top six at Players Club for um just like a bunch of us crammed into like this hallway because the the general hall didn't have any um any plugs for us to <laughs> charge our DSs with. And we just had like four people huddled around one uh PowerPoint. <laughs> with our DS charger and like sort of alternating the DS's charging. That's really oh. funny. <laughs> it always sucked like between rounds when all of the outlets were taken and you had to like just hope that someone like would take their DS off the charger like because you don't want to be that guy that moves it, you know. Yeah. Ironically, I've had yeah. more power issues with the <clears throat> switch than anything. <clears throat> I don't know if it's like has anyone else, have you guys noticed this? Or, hey, people down in the comments. I forget this is going on YouTube. I can ask people now. Does your Switch, like, die instantly if you're playing it in handheld mode? I mean, I don't know how many people have gone to live events, but the ones that I did get to go to with Sword and Shield, I my Switch would be dead within the third round. It would just, like, drain so fast. And then I have other people who would play on Sword and Shield, and then it would be completely fine. So I don't know if it's a model thing, if I just... My switch is older, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure what happens. Too. I'm gonna be honest. I bet it's a model thing because I've never like had an issue at all with yeah on my switch. Like, I I'll go through a whole I... event without it dying. So. Really? Did you yeah. did you happen to get your switch in the the Mario Kart bundle? Uh, no, I did not. Because those ones are the older model. 
And I believe they're the one with like the slightly worse battery. Yeah. I think I got mine. <clears throat> I got it as a birthday gift in in J- July of whatever year Splatoon 2 came out. <laughs> I, I don't exactly remember. But I'm asking people, Wobbuffet, have you ever had issues with the Switch charging? I mean, most people just play docked, but. Never. Never. Huh. I, 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 um, I sometimes will just casually around the around the house just play with my switch undocked oh yeah yeah i prefer playing undocked i think i'm i think i'm the ds um so i miss it (laughs) so i'll always play handheld mode so but but it just dies so fast i was recently given a gift though of a switch stand that is a charger like it has a battery pack into it so when you set it into the stand it charges and that is like the coolest fucking thing ever. Oh, that's so nice. That's nice. Dude, I, the, uh, oh, yeah. the freaking hubris mode. of the people who designed the Switch and made it so you can't charge it and play it at the same time and, like, in handhold. Like, that is just... Uh, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, because it can't stand. You, you, can't, like, put it, you can't put it on the tabletop. Uh, yeah, I meant, I meant tabletop mode, yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, no, I... it's That's a really, like, bad, like... Just design floor in the Switch in general. Did they change that with the the OLED OLED no. version there? No, they did not put the charger on the top. They just made it bigger. Yeah. yeah. Before we get too far away from events, though, by the way, um, Leonard, I, I gotta ask, do you have any, like, crazy VGC event Ooh. live stories or something like that? Because in the last uh, guest episode we had, we, were, <laughs> we went off the rails talking about just insane stories and, like, you know, <laughs> like, you know. Oh, boy. Um, I've, I've got quite a few. I'm trying to think of one that would be uh, safe to share. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, okay. I mean, okay. You, you, you get to you totally get to decide how off the rails we go here. That's all you. That's a started off um our stories with a bang. So I think you're fine whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think probably my my most interesting one um it's not even like too interesting, but I remember um 20, 2018 uh at Irnets, um uh, I drove over there myself um, with a with a friend. Um, it was like a seven or eight hour drive, something like that. So quite a, quite a while. Um, yeah, we were going to adventure. stay. We were going to stay with uh, two other people, but one of them had to bail. Um, so we stayed overnight with uh, Chef Seventeen. If you're familiar with that person, um, that sounds familiar. Uh, and familiar. then uh, later on in the evening, I ended up having to be the chauffeur driving people around Columbus because they needed to go to. Uh, this place or that place, and so that was fun. Um, just like hooligans in the back of my car, hooligans riding around as as I dropped them off for VGC stuff. That was that was a really memorable experience there. Not not terribly exciting. Um, probably not as juicy as what the viewers. (laughs) No, no. I'll see some. I feel like I feel like Um, stories like that is just. kind of enforces the yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to hang out with your friends and events like these, and gives you an excuse to do that. It I is. think the uh, funnest lo- parts of events isn't even like playing the game itself, but just seeing people. Yeah. Locals by far. Um, I I super love locals, um, and I would love to see those back um, even more than I would see love to see the regional level events. Oh yeah, um, because mm-hmm. those um, you ha- I have such close knit um, relationships now with folks that I've uh, known for probably better part of five years. Um, you know, hanging out. We whenever we go to regionals, we travel together. Um, 
at, at locals, you know, it's always competitive. Um, and I'm one of the better players that shows up to the locals. So I, I'm, I'm having a pretty good chance of winning <laughs> the event if I show up. But um, everybody there is always uh, sportsmanlike. Um, and there's no, there's no easy wins, which is always oh, yeah, good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love um, just eating out for supper oh, uh, yes. after the Premier Challenge. I miss that. That's yeah, just the always, little things. The I, little things, really. Yeah, it's a great part of it. Um, and that sort of social aspect is something that I've missed quite a bit over the last year and a half. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that TPCI still lets us do some of that mm-hmm. stuff, um, COVID pending. Yeah. Um, but we'll just have to see not really anything I have control over, so I just have to wait and see the yeah. news. I'm actually, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I think Chicago locals have like that same mm-hmm. vibe. Um, everyone's super friendly and like there are, there are literally no free matches. Yeah. Uh, like Michael can attest to this, like Chicago locals, they don't feel stacked because you know people there and you know how they play. So like it's, there's no one that's like outwardly intimidating that you're like, oh, I got to play that guy. Right. But you know, they're good. And it's always just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like it's it's different getting to see them face to face and playing them from like yeah. across the table. Yeah, honestly, it's crazy. I feel like I'm the most free matchup, no! <laughs> and that says a lot about Chicago, right? That just says like, hey, the competition level is pretty high yeah. here. Like, <laughs> I will say, California locals are fucking terrifying. <laughs> SoCal SoCal oh, yeah, no, players are scary. Not not scary. The 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 whole community aspect of it, you know, shout outs to Miguel. You are awesome if you even listen to this podcast. He always buys pizza um with the with the entry fee money, which oh my god, save that money for yourself, but God bless you because it gets hungry. <laughs> you get hungry. But like Oh, there's so many times when when you get matched up with someone and you just you see like their name and you're like, oh god, you know, it, it was it's kind of an intimidating feeling, but it's one that I kind of miss because it's like I'm gonna get some great experience. I may get my ass handed to me, but maybe it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I just like seeing yeah. people. I think that's the whole point of of the local. It isn't even like I do well at my mm-hmm. locals. I tend to. I tend to cut, yeah. um, but I looked at the like, uh, the results of one of the Chicago locals over the summer. Um, that wasn't like you know uh, TPS TPCI run or anything. It was just like yeah, the, it was the yeah. friendly one. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was cut, and then it was us two right there with the same record. <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah. dude, that's something I don't miss. Dude, we got was... we both got tenth out of, and we just barely missed top eight. I was that's like, something oh. I don't miss. I I <laughs> think I think my funniest um like. Ah uh, crap! I I hate the way that this game works. Sometimes story from like a local is well. There are two. I I tend to get the short end of the stick when it comes to uh, top cut. Like if I cut, I I never make it past like I I don't think I've ever like won a local. I've come close a couple of times, but like I I always just somehow manage to choke it out at the end. So I think it was it was like the beginning of twenty seventeen, not twenty seventeen. Um, the beginning of twenty nineteen. And I brought a Solgaleo and Kyogre team to the local. And I managed to go completely undefeated versus or in Swiss, right? Mm-hmm. And I top cut. But we don't have that many people there. So you only get points for top um oh, for top four. Yeah. And I and despite going despite only losing one game out of like six that day, I I got no points. 
Oh. And the other one I was happy with because I actually got to do pretty well. It was when I was on like my in, my Indeedy Thievel thing in like Series yeah. 2. You got second and at that, right? Yeah. I no, I was it. doing amazing. It was so good. And then I face off versus Trevor and I found out my team hard hard loses to specifically Scarf and Oh. Oh my god, Vanillix. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> That's like I hate how this game works sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's something I don't miss is, is bubbling and stuff. It feels like um when you do when you get a good record and then you're like doing the math to figure out like what are my chances, you know, based you know, whatever resistance I get, how how likely how many people can get top cut if with the same record. It feels like, like make like doing the math to figure out what you need to get on your final so you pass the class. I like to not think about it. <laughs> that's most that's of the a time. good that's a good I, that's a good idea. <laughs> I do have it, another uh, story um, that I thought yeah, of just now. Uh, this is kind of not, not a specific event, but it was over a, a series of events. Uh, at the tw start of 2017, uh, I was uh, known as the EV guy. Uh, I used uh, EVs oh, and yes. stuff with baton passing to your stored power power trip mods. Um, and so I brought that to a couple of locals, and I just destroyed everybody. <laughs> like, fuck. Okay, let's go. Um, um, let's go and... Baby. Um, so the, but the thing is after I use that now, like every single player had to have a tech move for Eevee in case I happened to bring <laughs> it. Um, and so there would always just be like random haze or random roar at our locals <laughs> for 2017, just in case I brought Eevee. Oh my God. Uh, and it was so funny because there was, there was one player who tried to bring Eevee, um, after seeing how well I had done with it. And he got just molly because he faced like haze, like oh, three no. rounds in a row. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> So, I, I think go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say so that was that was a funny uh interaction from events yeah I, I was i was gonna say i think that that's a very underrated part of like locals is you can prep specifically for mm -hmm. your locals because you learn how they play and that's a thing that i had to do because um so HBC VGC Trevor Rosberg goes to goes to our locals, or at least he used to before he moved. And he was on a big chancy kick all throughout 2017 oh. and 2018. And I've told this story once on the podcast, but I remember I like I, I was running like this Tapu Bulu Gothitel Mega Manectric team at the time. And on my on my Milotic, I teched on Toxic for the Chansey matchup in case it ended up as a 1v1. Like I just Toxic the Chansey and GG. Uh, but also, you know, Chansey teams at the time were running like Mr. Mime with Soundproof and Skill Swap uh, to prevent like Parasong. Song. Oh, and like wow. they had, they could choose either to prep for Toxic specifically by Skill Swapping Magic Bounce off of Mega Sableye, or they could Skill Swap Soundproof to stop Parasong. Because it was very rare for a team to have both. And I went, okay, Trevor's at my local. I have both <laughs> now. So I, I used a Honchkrow with Parasong. And. <laughs> I told him straight up, like, hey, Trevor, I think we're going to be matched up at some point today. Um, I just want to let you know that both of these things are on my team. And he just goes, I will oh, forfeit. I remember you telling <laughs> me about that. Yeah. That's crazy. Just like, nope, not even going to bother. I've never, I've never, like, put it into consideration as to who I'm going to fight at a local uh, prior to, like, like, prepping a team. Usually it's just, like, whatever I feel the most comfortable mm -hmm. with. But that would be really funny, like, to make a story out of it. I think, though if and it sucks because i don't think they'll, they'll ever be a format uh like this that chicago runs for a tournament again but if there is uh <laughs> over the summer marcus i don't think you were at this one um you're at the one no i missed the, it because uh, i was out, i was working a lot that summer yeah the outdoor one um 
I would I would have been the only person not using Xerneas in Top Cut <laughs> oh had I Top Cut. And instead, I ended up choking versus a Xerneas player to let him into Top Cut. So it was four Xerneases <laughs> in, in Cut in the Series 10 That's tournament. That's funny. I think it was... It was um the... I forget which one. It was it was well into uh, Ultra Series, right? Because like Chicago is such a tight knit community in terms of like the locals, um, there was one tournament where everyone just mutually agreed, yes, we are in Ultra Series, but let's all bring twenty eighteen teams. <laughs> That's so. And they hype. basically played twenty eighteen for a uh, for a PC. That's funny. For that was like. Oh, I like that a lot. That's really cool. Or that was me in 2018. I was running a fucking 2017 team <laughs> the entire time. Fucking Lele Blim Mirza. Oh, the classic. The Mercury special. TM. I, I love I love that. I miss that. Actually, our last guest said that it was his special, so... Well, it's Mercury special okay. now. He's not here, so... <laughs> it's it's okay. all I used to use, dude. Le- Leonard, what would you consider the, the Wobblefoot special? Oh, um, like that thing that you just tend to maybe, slap on outside of maybe because that guy don't <laughs> yeah. exist anymore. I was gonna say pro- probably uh, Chansey is something that I've trolled enough with. That, okay, um, let's go. <laughs> that, that's a thing. Um, Char- Mega Charizard Y was another thing. Um, that was probably some of my best success in 2015 and 2018 was with Mega Charizard Y. So I don't know how many people associate that with me, but I kind of like that's one of my favorite mods using competitive play. So I, I was huge fan of it um and like using teams with it um otherwise people will typically associate me with wobbuffet but that pokemon is awful <laughs> is that pokemon bad, bad. <laughs> I, I used it 2019 in what was it it was moon series when lunala was picking up and it was literally just sash with mirko and i was like <sighs> okay you lunala has gone thank you for going for the obvious like Attack onto the Wobbuffet with Moongeist Beam. Anyways, it's it's yeah. it's done. Hey, Goodbye. The only way you can make it work is with uh, Spotlight Clefairy, and if you do, then it's really ah. but it's oh, Spotlight wait, isn't in the game what? either. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it, I find it so disappointing that Spotlight and the move with low usage all throughout its lifetime, the one generation it existed, all of a sudden would actually be not that bad in Dynamax Best of One because like of that what was it it was like series five i think when people were getting really fed up with ally switch ah yeah it would have a niche it would have had a niche in that particular season it would also it would also uh deal with like a shifter uh colossal stuff (gasps) yeah because you could be like hey dude wait (laughs) wait was 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 spotlight priority yeah it was plus three yeah, it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's like follow me, but don't attack me. Attack this other but guy. Opposite. Yeah, wait, that would have been yeah. so it, good. It was. It's not. They could have named spot. They could have named spotlight. Follow them. <laughs> follow <laughs> them. Like Look over there. Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the I mean, there's after thing. you and after <laughs> me. Yeah, the really yeah. funny thing is in German. I'm pretty sure the name for follow me is spotlight. <laughs> so, like, if you ever watch oh. any uh, foreign VGC <laughs> matches and you're watching a German player. And you see them using spotlight, and you're just like, that doesn't look like spotlight. <laughs> they're using, they're doing the waggle thing on themselves. The waggle thing. <laughs> oh my I, god. Uh, what What do you think is like a tech move that is not used nearly as much as it could be? Um, let's see here. I think Ally Switch is really good, and people probably should get better at it. <laughs> Honestly, that's based. No, hold on, that's based. I hard agree. <laughs> 
I'm only I'm so, only not cool with Ally Switch in Best of One. That's the only yeah, that's reason valid. I'm not cool with it. In Best well, of Three, I, it's whatever. I hate it way more in Best of Three. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I've it, always been cool with it because I'm like, oh, okay, time. now I because I'm like, okay, yeah, now but I know they it save exists. it for Game and, Three. Well, that's then that's like earned. You saved so, yeah. it. You saved yeah. an important move for the final game, and it won you the game. I consider that skill. That's fair. That's what we were talking about last episode. Yeah. yeah. But I think Ally Switch is, is a really strong move and people just kind of be like, oh, OMG 50-50 and they don't understand how it yeah, works. Nah. Um, like, just like, they, you understand that it switches to two spots, but you don't understand, like, how to use it properly. And I'm really bad at fighting it. I'm really, really bad at fighting it. Um, and that, to me, tells me that um, I, I need to get, like, because I think in order to use Ally Switch well, you have to have a really good mentality i'm like okay i can use ally switch and if it works this is really good and if it doesn't then it's still okay for me if you're using mm -hmm. ally switch in those sorts of situations i think you're going to be really far ahead and i think ally switch can do that so it's i think it's a strong move in that regard i'm trying to give other tech moves um, i think that where ally switch kind of excels is as a way to shoehorn not shoehorn but like focus get your opponent to need to use a particular move to make it safe because like obviously ally switch is like it doesn't really matter in the face of like spread moves it's like the same effect as if you never used it so you can sort of make your opponent more inclined to click mm -hmm. a spread move but spread moves tend to have lower damage output than like a single target overheat or something right so if they're running like heat wave or something you can be like okay well i can sort of make them more inclined to click the heat wave and i know i take that a lot better in this turn or at least in future turns, and I feel like that's does like a not talked about effect that it can have on your opponent. Ally switch and wide guard because that would be really funny. <laughs> Probably oh, yeah, with like, like stack attacker or something like that. Yeah, that's yes, that's I fun. think that yeah. Research. I think honestly, because bringing up ally switch in terms of like, yeah, you, know, you know, not just complaining about <laughs> ally switch. Um, it reminds me of when I was first getting into VGC and like before I like even like, you know, knew anybody or knew any discourse about Ally Switch or like how it was talked about or like how it's seen in a general atmosphere. I was like, this move look kind of kind of busted, yeah. right? Like I get to because at the at the time I thought follow me was the most broken thing ever. Right. But then I'm like, OK, but then the follow me guys taking a hit. Right. So I wish I could follow me, but still have one of my guys take the hit. And I was like, wait, that's just ally switch. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if they're gonna, um, if they're gonna like just attack across the field on both mm -hmm. mons, right? So it's like one mon hitting one mon, one mon hitting the other mon. Um, ally switch, depending on like immunities or resistances can just like completely negate that type of move. You know? Yeah, like. <laughs> I, I think that's the reason Ally Switch is seen as a little bit more problematic than Follow Me is because people are so used to Follow Me after generations and generations of it being standard and it having low distribution that you know where it is, you know what wants to run it, and you know that regardless of if the Pokemon uses Follow Me, it's taking minimum one mm -hmm. or two hits, where Ally Switch has a much higher, uh, a much higher hypothetical, Lord? like, reduction yeah. in damage yeah like a reward for using it it feels that, like it that makes it much, a little bit weird it feels like it's got a lot of depth and i 100 percent agree with the um, leonard here saying that it's like not really the surface has not really been yeah i agree too there, i think yeah another strong move i think um would be encore encore is another True, really good yeah. one it's a lot oh, yeah. weaker with uh dynamax of course um since you can't encore uh dynamax pokemon but <sighs> it's still like encore punishes your opponent for playing bad um and that can be a really really strong play especially if you have encore because it's just like like on 
having Encore can force your opponent into so many bad... Like, they, they have to play a certain way if you have Encore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, what would be a good Mon that can take advantage of Encore. Whimsicott. Uh, yeah, Whimsicott's, yeah, like, kind of mad, though, because uh, it's just not a good yeah. Pokemon. It wants, it, it um, wants its other Yeah, it's got very have slots in I wonder if you could slot it on a Calyrex Shadow. Um, I don't know how effective it would be, but I feel like Calyrex can force a lot of protects. So there, there oh. may be something you could take advantage of that. Oh, and also it's also might, really fast, yeah. You, you might just be able to, like, maybe clicking Astral Barrage is better if you're going to predict a defense, or if you're going to try to punish a defensive mm-hmm. play. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but Encore is something I think could be interesting there, but most Calyrex and VGC that I've noticed tend to be life or three attacks, um, and they're they're not trying to mess around. Maybe like a focus yeah. sash and or some. I've been running like scarf yeah. Calyrex. You know what I think is silly. Ugh, that's my <laughs> least favorite. Like I, it's it's my least favorite to play, it's, and it's my least favorite to hear about. Like I don't know, it just it's rubs so me the wrong evil. way. I feel like it's not only. Well, I think it. I don't know. For me, scarf Calyrex Shadow. It not only sounds bad. But I think like it's only good when your opponent doesn't know your scarf because all of a sudden they're like, oh, this thing yeah, can't protect because yeah. the information that it's scarf with a Calyrex shadow across the field. You're just like, oh, well, I mean, I can just hit it with something and it's, it's, oh, no, going you're to die. it's definitely a very best of one strategy. But I feel like just th- the pressure that you can output for uh, for being faster than a Regieleki without having to do anything else just it it just puts me yeah. at peace of mind. <laughs> That's also because I'm running. It's like a, it's yeah, or fast yeah, yeah, or with an airstream. I'm running. Um, yeah. I, I'm running water types, which is why I would like to be faster than Regieleki. Um, that's really the only yeah. reason I have it. <laughs> it's like, it's like a sash check. It's like, hey, you sash? <laughs> nope. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh. uh, two two things. Uh, one of them's Regieleki based, but uh, this the first one. I think that a move that no one really talks about anymore that I think could be disgusting in a restricted format is disabled. I've been thinking about that as well. I've honestly, like, every time I see that a Pokemon gets disabled, I'm like, hmm. Because, like, specifically in restricted, in Dynamax too, if you can, like, protect on a Behemoth Blade and then disable Behemoth Blade onization, if you can pull that off, all of a sudden your Dynamax is just, like, just yeah. completely safe. Like, there's there's very little I can do versus it. Uh, because a Play Rough will mm-hmm. just bounce off. A Sacred Sword will just bounce off. Like, well, disabling moves, like... It is still a Zashian. Well, yeah, I mean, it, obviously. Yeah, it's yeah. still a Zashian. But, but now it's not ignoring the fact that your HP mm-hmm. doubled. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. I think I that's a really you, you big You take factor, away but... the really egregious restricted move, like Water Spout, Behemoth yeah. Blade, you, you take Barrage. away You take away <laughs> the yeah, move. Like, because yeah. Restricted's have I feel like it's move. really it would really only be useful in a situation where they only have two left and they can't switch out. And then I think... You know what? I could see that being. I could see that really being really good versus Groudon, because mm. that motherfucker yeah, runs two blades. Moves. It's like, congratulations. <laughs> would you like to click? Would you like to click protect or rock slide? <laughs> yeah. You have two options. Yeah. And then they bust out earthquake. Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> that is another. Though, I I also would say like disable forces your opponent to click a specific <laughs> move. Um, mm-hmm. Like for example, if you protect, trying to bait them into disable. Um, and they just don't pick the move you're trying, you're hoping to disable, then all of a sudden, oh, now they get to actually attack with that move and you didn't yeah. get a chance to. So I feel like disable is more like, it, it, it's kind of like Encore where it forces your opponent not to click certain moves, but also um, it's unlike Encore in the sense that 
like, even though I can disable Behemoth Blade, um, on that same turn, they still could attack. Yeah, yeah. Blade. It's uh, a little bit yeah. more tricky to pull off, I'd say. That's why I've never tried it. <laughs> I think my favorite thing I've ever done with Disable is, I think it was 2018, I had, like, a Disable Gengar or something, and I faced a Taunt Incineroar, and it was trying to go for a, a Taunt on my stack attack to prevent me from getting off Trick Room. And I ended up leading off with the Gengar uh, because what I ended up doing is just like saying like, oh, hey, you know, I can protect on the taunt and then just disable it. And look, what do you have to stop me? I hope you don't have Roar. And then they had Roar. <laughs> taunt and uh, Roar? So that was a thing. They Dang. had Taunt and Roar. The freaking madman. I think they were fake out Taunt, Roar, Flare Blitz. And I'm like, why are you not running Parting Shot? Not Parting Shot, um, but why are you not running like U-Turn? Because I was mm -hmm. like standard back then. Speaking of all of these moves that are like... uh you know kind of nerfed by dynamax now that they ignore a whole lot of niche effects that like no one's really using or anything like that i've got to ask the question oh yes yes hey leonard oh. what do you think about dynamax Ooh, that is a good question so um it's i've the got thesis of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got some experience uh playing doubles without dynamax not just in the sense of series it was like 10 that we didn't have it um, mm -hmm. With the one restricted, that format was terrible because of the one restricted. All the one restricted formats were terrible. Um, but um, I've played quite a bit of doubles OU, um, where Dynamax has been banned for the majority of its mm -hmm. lifespan. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that they just require different skill sets. Um, I don't think Dynamax is unhealthy or broken because you can also Dynamax your own lawn. Um, I think it's less. He said. It, he said the thing. He said it. Thank God. Stop. Uh, you. <laughs> Dynamax is uh, also checked just inherently by uh, Zacian in this mm -hmm. format. I think that's important. Um, one of the things, uh, like, if I, I do think it is very strong, though. Um, if I were to nerf Dynamax, I would make it so its items don't work yeah. while you're Dynamaxed. Um, yes, that, that oh my god, my weakness policy. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to activate weakness policy before you max. Um, that would be interesting, actually. actually that'd, be, that'd be really cool. I've, never, th I've uh, never thought of it like that. Yeah, so I think, I think that would be a an improvement to Dynamax, uh, and then potentially removing some of the like egregious protection effects that it has. I think the doubled HP is fine. I don't have any problem with that. Um, uh, Doubles OU experimented a little bit with 1.5 times um, Dynamax, um, and that was actually a lot worse because then your Dynamax Mon couldn't take a hit from their Dynamax Mon, and so that was actually a lot worse. Oof, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was like Rocket Tag. So I, I don't mind the extra bulk. Dr. Bulk mm -hmm. is fine. Um, I think Max Airstream should have been one of the reduced um, power yeah. moves, like um, how Max Knuckle and Ooze are. But beyond that, um, I don't, I don't typically tend to like focus on like, oh wow, this this thing sucks <laughs> because I'm gonna play VGC no matter what. <laughs> so yep. for me, for me, I'm just gonna play it, and I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna deal with it rather than complain about it because it's not gonna go away. Uh, and then it did go away for one format, and then that format unfortunately sucked yeah. um i kind of so, like series 10 i liked how fat it got yeah. it was one, i like the fact that rocky helmet land well I, yeah no like that I, was I think the I'm worst right there part with you. i think just having but, one restricted rather than two just felt way off because it was more matchup it was sense. more matchup dependent which yeah, kind of sucked yeah. but i just enjoyed the fact that rocky helmet lando was standard <laughs> for a season that was mm -hmm. that was funny that was so, hilarious. So TLDR, you're my favorite podcast host <laughs> here because uh, you said Dynamax is incredibly based and balanced, and you never want to change anything about that's it. Not, yeah, that's not. That's not what he. Agree, man. I appreciate it. That's not what he yep, said. Yep, no, you got it. You got it right. He, he's right. He's right. He's right. <laughs> I, 
that's that's not what he said. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, I yeah, no, I I agree for the most part. Like, I I'm not really the biggest fan of Dynamax, but like, I'm gonna be playing VC anyway, so I may as well deal with yeah. it. And at least now we have like a somewhat alright Dynamax format now with Series Twelve. Yeah. Um. You know, because of the double restricted and stuff, it's a little bit less matchup dependent and a little bit more fun and creative in terms of team building. So, for me, Dynamax is like broccoli. It's like, oh god, I hate this, and then I, I keep eating broccoli. it. Broccoli. <laughs> broccoli. Well, I I like I like cooked broccoli, like raw broccoli with like hummus. Yeah, that slaps. But just regular broccoli by itself with like no cook, no preparation. Well, I think and if I, you just eat any like most vegetables, just straight up raw. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you ever had a cucumber? I have not bitten into a raw cucumber, no. You've never bitten what? into a Wait, raw no. cucumber? What? Ash, it's basically just a water <laughs> bottle. Wait, wait, wait. What do you... Okay, first of all, what it's, do you mean by raw cucumber? Water. Who's out here cooking cucumbers? <laughs> I guess yeah. fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen cooked cucumber. I think I think when you cook a cucumber, it becomes a zucchini? Uh, no. <laughs> no, those are different things, though. Yeah, <laughs> two different... Oh. There you go. <laughs> when when a mouse when a mouse leaves its home and enters the streets, it becomes a rat. I am a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite vegetable, Leonard? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate based. No. based. Terrible. Pokemon right player. <laughs> oh yeah, fruit's what amazing. We're all um, Pokemon players. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it just seems like a Pokemon player thing to go, I don't like vegetables. <laughs> We're I all five. Know. It's okay. If you know what, if if melee players don't shower, Pokemon players don't eat vegetables. <laughs> that's that's our, is that our staple now? That's that's our that's our stigma and awesome. stereotype. So cool. <laughs> Everyone, come to your next local with a with with a big bunch of broccoli and just wave it in front of your opponents, <laughs> unless they're allergic, in which case you will be yeah. arrested. I do eat my I do eat my vegetables. That's why I'm built like Stack Attack IRL. True. Oh, he said it. Brick shit house. Ah, oh, he said the he said the thing. Right, Speaking um, of, yeah. So, so, um, so Leonard, it's a bit of a a tradition of sorts. It's a bit it's a bit cringe, but we we just kept it rolling. Um, when Stack Attacker is mentioned, that's generally whenever we end off the podcast. It's a, a bit strange. It's, it's the brick wall that signals the end of the road. <laughs> To be fair, we did start this. We we started uh, this podcast in series ten, and there was like a joke going around that Stack Attacker is the second restricted. The second restricted, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Amon uh, has always been bad. I've tried to make it work so much; you. it's always thank bad. You. It doesn't beat Zerg. Thank you. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. We can't, wait. we can't end the podcast with a hot <laughs> no, take like no, that. No, I've never been up for one second. I thought I was insane. Thank you. No, this you know, is I'm, okay. This is the reason why is because here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I have Xerneas, and then I have either my Fake Out Mon or my Amoongus. All right, so I'm going to Fake Out the Sack Attacker and Geomancy. Then I'm going to protect and switch to my other guy. If you're not safety goggles, you can't get around this. Um, and if you are safety goggles, congratulations. Now you can't live a whole bunch of other hits. Then okay, assume it's double Fake Out, which was pretty common with most Xerneas teams. So I'm going to Fake Out your Sack Attacker. Um, then moonblast it. Then I'm gonna protect and switch again. It doesn't. It doesn't beat it unless you like hard read them. You have to hard make a hard read in order to Thank get it. You. 
Um, and even then, sometimes Gyro Ball won't kill because you might like to run a lot of special defense on your um, yes! stack attack. Yes! Um, and then if I it's intimidated, then yes! it won't kill a bolt and Xerneas. And so... It's like, well, I mean, I, I haven't necessarily considered stack attack a, the Xerneas counter on most teams as much as it is a source of pressure where all of a sudden the Xerneas player has to micromanage a lot nah, more than you do. No, nah, that, that mod Thank is you. awful. Yeah, you, never works. Never works. <laughs> okay. Uh, Speaking anyway, of people who we, are awful. We call our patrons stack attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, whoops. <laughs> whoops. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of people that Leonard hates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's funny <laughs> Um, I guess we're taking this part of the podcast to thank our Patreons. Woo! Um, a specific uh, shout out to Plumber, uh, Professor Germs, and Crazy Carlton for uh, supporting us um, with our Stack Attacker tiers. Um, and everyone else who has donated or supporting us, I don't know, <laughs> uh, for, for the Patreon, thank you. Thank for, you. Uh, for helping us out. You. You help us get Leonard apologize. No! Apologize to them now. <laughs> if you give me their names, I'll read them off. Again. Yeah, and then and then say give us more money after. No! <laughs> exactly. Hold on. I'm gonna put it in chat they, now. They learned they learned more Pokemon mechanics in this episode than they had playing the game. Uh, I'm putting them in chat. Oh All my right. god. And <laughs> thank yeah, you. Say I'm no! sorry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Who have uh, donated to this podcast. You are may help making this possible. Uh, with your donations, uh, we have the opportunity to hire more guests to come on stream. Uh, like myself, who was paid oodles of money <laughs> yes, to come yes, on yes, here. Yes. So, so we thank Professor Germs, Plumber, Crazy Carlton, My <laughs> Butt It. <laughs> Dude! Okay. Dude! I, don't, I, don't, I don't think. <laughs> yo, that's Walker. a new one. Yo, yo, shout out to the fourth Dude. one. Again. Wait, Muggers, why would you do that to Got him! That's so fire. I'm so sorry. We got control of him. He is a, he is a demon. I got him! Is there, anything else, is there anything else you'd want to plug, by the way, uh, <laughs> before we head out? Uh, anything else I want to plug? Yeah, if you want to learn more about mechanics research. Um, I highly, highly recommend reading the uh, Smoke on Battle Mechanics research thread. Um, new research, whenever you see stuff posted there, is going to be informative. Unless you've got people posting showdown replays and saying, why doesn't it work this way? And then like, <laughs> stop. Go somewhere else. Read um, the thread. But if, but if you have, if you have people um, who are actually doing research, you can learn a ton. Um, you're just like reading through it. You're going to find a treasure trove of details. Um, mechanics information is almost always going to be easier to convey with video, um, but it's almost always going to be easier to share via text um, because having to record every interaction can be quite tedious. Uh, yeah. Just typing it out is a lot faster. So um, I would strongly recommend that if you're interested in uh, reading more. Um, you can find that link in almost all my YouTube videos um, that I post that are mechanics related. You'll find a link to that thread in the description of those videos. Um, you'd also like um you can check out my youtube channel i do upload uh, mechanics related content though not um so much more recently i've been uploading um archives of twitch streams where i've been doing live research so um those aren't in my opinion as engaging as the more dedicated mechanics mondays that i used to create but they are a lot easier <laughs> to create so that's why i've been doing that yeah. um otherwise um if you uh, if you'd like, I also have a Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash thewobblefet. My YouTube is youtube.com slash thewobblefet, by the way. I'm thewobblefet on all platforms. Um, and you can, you can follow me there. I try to tweet some funny things and usually some cool stuff, too. So 
If you're interested in that sort of material, you can check me yeah. out. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, we'll, put that, we'll put that Thank all in uh, the description uh, of this video. Um, and all your listeners, I guess, just check out the, the <laughs> VOD, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, audio, um, audio listeners, wow. figure it out. Audio <laughs> listeners, cope. Yeah, how about that? Damn. <laughs> Okay. But, uh, well, thanks for thanks for thanks for coming out. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was good hearing all your stories and everything. Um, but yeah, thank you all for watching or listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. Into it. Okay.